being out there, getting connected, talk to the people, tell them what you want to do. I think this is something that is really important. Welcome to the TechFace podcast. We at TechFace are all about connecting female tech communities with companies to support their members finding a meaningful career in tech. In this podcast, we interview women who have a meaningful career in tech to inspire your own journey. Let's listen to our next guest on this episode. Today, we are welcoming Tanya Koch. We met actually through LinkedIn and I came across her profile and saw that she is the ambassador for women in 3D printing. And I thought that's interesting because I haven't heard of this before. And this is why I reached out to you. But I leave the floor to you to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about also this organization. Thank you so much, Priska, and thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here today and record with you. So, yes, it's called Women in 3D Printing, and it's like a global association where people can meet and exchange who work in the 3D printing industry. I'm the ambassador of Zurich because I work for 90 Labs. It's a startup from ETH Zurich. We manufacture carbon composites, 3D printer. That's how I came into the field of 3D printing. How did you end up there? So what is your background? What did you study? And how did you start working with 90 Labs? Yeah, yeah. So actually, it's funny. I think uh, I was, my, my studies, they were like super technical. So I studied mechanical engineering at ETH Zurich. And now I'm doing all the marketing activities at 90 Labs. So I came from this very technical studies to a more business-related job. And for me, it's it's a great job because I can combine all the things that I learned during my studies and now I can also apply everything in the business field. This is your first position, right, with 90 labs in the in the tech industry? Or did you exactly. have any other roles before? Exactly. So th that's my first like fixed position. But during my studies, I worked at Rieter. That's like a company in Winterthur, which is very much in the mechanical engineering business. And there I was also working in the production line. So I really assembled things that uh, came into the machine later on. Then I also did a um, internship at uh, Mercedes-Benz in Germany. So there it was more about project management and like really coordinating all the teams that you have the product ready on time in order to have the car released in time. The interesting thing here is you studied the mechanical engineer, so you're coming from a tech area, but now you're going more into the business area with uh, the marketing part. Usually I hear the story other way around. What was it that made you going this way and what is fascinating you about the marketing part right now? For me, always clear was that I really like to, to work with people and to interact with people and also like bring down like really difficult concepts into a really easy concept that everyone can understand this. Also during my studies, I worked as a teaching assistant and teaching the younger students, like a really complex subject. And there I saw, okay, this is really fun. And, and I love to, to do that. And also in, in marketing, I think like my daily business is to really have those complex um, new things 
that are not in the market yet or not well established in the manufacturing market to try to bring that down to a really easy way of understanding so we can educate the market and also our customers in order to convince them to go with us. What fascinated you about Freedry? like the, the whole 3D printing area. Yeah, so I think this 3D printing area, it's, it's, it's super new and, and exciting. And there's like a lot of things going on. I don't know if, you, if, if you've already seen this, but also in schools, for example, kids start building their own 3D printer and then they can print something on, on their own. So you have this side and then you have the other side, this, this whole uh, automation of, of manufacturing so this is more like really when you're in production you're able to produce things in an automated way with 3d printer so people that worked in the production lines that do these things that are very repetitive and and somehow boring also bad for your ergonomics for example they have like new job opportunities for example which are more exciting because what I learned in, in my production, so also at Mercedes-Benz, I was also in the production for, for a few weeks. And there, the feedback was always like, it's very repetitive. The job is super repetitive and it's very boring. And I also experienced it that way because you really count the minutes until you have your next break. I think having a solution which can automate everything and, and people can do something that they that is not that repetitive. I think that's the thing that, that drives me. We, we talked about it a bit before as well. And I think one interesting part is also how 3D printing can support the environment. Like, for example, you don't need to have production in other places and then ship all the parts to another place to get it assembled. Things like this as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you can really have your supply chain in-house and also only produce when you really need it. So this is much better for, for the environment. You don't produce that much waste. Also for our carbon composites production, we know that carbon composites, they can be recycled, for example. So you can reuse the material as soon as you don't need it anymore in the original product. This is something that is really nice as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going back to your childhood did you ever thought about getting into tech industry were you already as a kid fascinated by that or what made you choose then your um, study topic <laughs> yeah so that's a good point so I'm I'm an only child and I uh, always wished for for a brother so I can use his skateboard because I was always afraid like to ask my mom, like, can I get the skateboard? Because I think it's really cool. And I saw my neighbors, for example, they all had a brother and they could use the skateboard of the brother. So I always had like this, yeah, I just always was fascinated by the things that the, the guys did. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and um, then in my, like later on in, in the gymnasium, I. I was really fascinated by math and physics. So I really, I knew that, that, that I really like all the, the topics that you have to bring some analytical thinking with it. And then there was like the decision between something at ETH or, or medicine. And somehow 
the the people at ETH they could just convince me and then I started studying mechanical engineering and and yeah I liked it from day one yeah it was more like a a coincidence not really planned then when you were looking for jobs like you mentioned Rieter you mentioned Mercedes-Benz now 90 labs how what was your approach to find those positions how did you look for these this is this is a good question so for 90 labs actually I was there it was also a, a coincidence so before that, I did an internship in the marketing department from another company at Technopark. Mm-hmm. And at that time, 90 Labs was at Technopark. Now we moved to Allstetten because we're, we grow so fast. But back then we were at Technopark. And so my boss at Levitronics, where I did this marketing internship, he knew the guys from 90 Labs and he knew that they look for a marketing person that knows something about tech and mechanical engineering. Yeah, this was like a coincidence. Then we had coffee and then the whole, yeah, the whole application process started. So it's all about network at the end of the day. So knowing people and being out there and getting connected, right? I think, yeah, I think like being out there, getting connected, talk to the people, tell them what you want to do. I think this is something that is really important because when you try to hide something, then it's always hard to to get the job that you really love. Mm -hmm. So I think there also in the whole assessments, I was just always honest with them and also told them like, you know, I don't have a lot of experience in marketing, but uh, I think I can learn quickly. And so, yeah, somehow it it worked. I think also like if you're excited about something, then people always like to hire you. Yeah, exactly. I think this is a very important point. So this having this excitement and seeing the connection, maybe also to the products or services the company is offering. And some of the skills you might need, others you can learn, like the marketing part. I'm sure you're learning a lot on the job today, right? Yeah. So this is also for, for me personally, this is one of the most important things I want to be in a position where I always learn. I like, te- I mean, I like teaching a lot, but I also like to learn a lot. So I think as soon as I'm in a position where I don't learn anything else, then I have to change. Have to move on, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already mentioned a little bit what you're doing today, but maybe you can give us a bit more insights in a, a, how does a day look at work for you today? <laughs> yeah, so that's always uh, totally different, I think. So in our team, it's really important that the sales team and the market team is really well aligned. What the marketing team does actually is like really help the sales team to get new customers. Um, On a daily basis, for example, I work on the storyline, like what do we tell the different customers? So for example, in the med tech field, people want to hear something else than for example, in the luxury field or in the aerospace field. Working on this storyline, I think that's something that is quite interesting. And then also like looking for other market opportunities, like go out and talk to people um, in different industries and find out like what are the pain points and then see or or check with our R&D department if we can solve that problem and how we would do it. I think a marketing person inside a tech company has 
to have the most insights of every department. I, I work a lot with the software department, for example, just to understand what our software can really do or the, we call it the R&D engineering that do, does more like the 3D printing, for example, so that we know exactly what we what our product can do and like getting those connections right. The one thing that just fascinated me about you, you just mentioned medtech, aerospace, luxury. So with your company, you're able to support all these industries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. And this is also like something that is really interesting. For example, aerospace industry, as a supplier, it's really hard to get in there. But once you're in there and they produce with your printer, for example, then, then you're fine. Also in the medtech, there are a lot of regulations but if you manage to get in there in this market, then you can be sure that they will produce with your machines for the next years. And in luxury, for example, there's a total different story. So there you just have to be really fast. And then, for example, there maybe there will be a trend for watch cases, which are out of carbon fiber composites. But after a year or two, a new trend emerges. So you're out again. So it's interesting to see those markets. Exactly. And you also need the, the knowledge of the market as well. So one thing I come across a lot is that when people want to go into the tech industry, they coming from these markets, they always feel like I have nothing to add in the tech industry. And I think exactly things like you telling now is very important to have their insight as well in the production. Yeah, I mean, also like our hiring process, for example, for sales engineers is it's clearly that we look for someone that is in this medtech industry and knows everything about the medtech industry. So he can focus 100% on the medtech field during sales, for mm. example, and same for luxury or aerospace. So we mm. really look specifically for those people that are really experienced yeah. in those industries. In regards to tech, what is your prediction? Where do you see the future of tech? What's going to happen? Yeah, that, that is a good question. So what I think or what I already saw or what I see every day is like this diversity. I think you can really start feeling it. There are a lot, uh, there are a lot of girls, for example, starting to study something that is very technical. Also, back at my studies where I teach, I could really see like year by year, there were more girls in the mechanical engineering department. So I think it's going to be more diverse and uh, yeah, I think it will grow a lot. Also what like my hope is that at the moment, I think it's a bit the background of, of someone that works in tech is always like very well educated. Did their studies in that field or did somehow were at the university? But I think in the future, you will see much more diversity also regarding background, not mm -hmm. only gender. And for the 3D printing tech area, what do you reckon will happen there in the future? Yeah, this is also a good question. So at the moment, we call it additive manufacturing 2.0. <laughs> so okay. this is like a new term that, uh, that is used a lot. And actually, it means that the 3D printing is really coming out of this niche market, which is prototyping, for example, and goes into this manufacturing market so that you can really produce parts in a high volume, in an automated way, connect all your printers, for example, also have all your designs in the cloud. So if someone wants to get another design, for example, it's really easy to get that or manage your, your 3D printers. 
So I think it's really going from this prototyping into series. So really able to do series production. Mm -hmm. If someone wants to get into this industry, maybe specifically 3D or maybe general into the tech industry, what would you recommend they should do? Yeah, so I think for the 3D printing industry, since there are a lot of different associations or, for example, also this Women in 3D Printing events, there I would just suggest to, to join some events or also if you see someone that has like a really interesting career profile, for example, on LinkedIn, then you, you can just like, for example, ask her, hey, do you have 10 minutes to discuss this and that, or I'm interested in that point or that point. So I think it's really important to use your network and, or if you don't know someone that you target this person, but with a really specific question. You'll be open as well to get yeah, um, yeah, connection yeah, requests. It's good to know. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. It's always, I think LinkedIn, for example, is a very good place to, to start connecting, especially nowadays where we can't meet face-to-face -face anymore. So hopefully soon again, but in the meantime, LinkedIn is for sure a good place to get connected. And as you said, asking specific question as well about the area or the person itself. Anything else you can recommend? Anything you experienced or you have done? Yeah, so I think always when I when I uh, see someone that is really interesting, I, I always do this approach. I think this is very important. And I think like one of my biggest learnings in tech is that it's okay if you're the one that doesn't know everything. Because, you know, during... During the studies, you always, it has to be always very technical and deep and you have to understand everything. Otherwise, it, it's hard to, to catch up. And now being in this business team in a tech company, I'm totally fine only understanding the basics and then letting the really engineering work done by our experts. Thank you very much for all these insights. Before we close this podcast, I'd like to ask you a couple of speed questions and you just tell us what's on top of your mind. Who is your favorite female role model? It's Marie Langer. You probably don't know her. She's the CEO of a 3D printing company and it's family owned. And she had like the challenge to, I mean, always when you have a family owned business, it's really hard to be the um, next generation in line that takes over the CEO role and she has a she's I think so she studied uh, psychology and now she's in this tech industry so for me that's really a nice uh, one what is your most important skill uh, I think I learn super quick and last what is the best advice you were ever given yeah, this is also there. I think I have to be a little bit longer. <laughs> um, a woman, I think she's around 70. She told me like, be selfish because you only live once. And now this sounds very harsh, but she's like the kindest woman I know. She has a big heart. She does a lot of voluntary work and she's so nice. And then it was like this plot twist because she's so nice and she's so giving. But as an advice, she tells me like, be selfish because yeah, you only have one life. 
Sounds strange, but I think I get the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much for being our guest today and sharing all your Thank insights you. and knowledge, and especially about telling us more about 3D printing, which is a quite interesting area. And yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Priska, for having me. Thanks for tuning in today and listening to this inspiring talk on TechFace podcast. Want to be the first to know about the next episode or get first-hand access to our events? Join TechFace and sign up today on techface.ch. As a new member, you will get a free career coaching call and will always be the first to know about exciting events, news and insights. We look forward to welcoming you as our valued member.